Put a GoFundMe for free game to get a better mic. <laughs> Why y'all doing this to this man? Somebody, somebody, DDoS free game. Yeah, no, there's no lag. Oh, you mean in the chat? I don't know. Oh, we're we're we're, we're live on a channel. We're live on a channel. We're live on a channel. All right. All right. Everything. Hey, about, we got it going. There you go. Like y'all can hear our voices and everything. Like I ain't too low. Like let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. I... <laughs> hey, I'm gonna take the L for this one. I'm gonna take all the criticism in the chat that I just received. Y'all was bombing on me. I ain't, don't think I missed that, but I take it though. But my Wi-Fi upstairs is absolute trash. So I know for now one that I had to do it downstairs. So yeah, my bad. Yeah, no problems, all right, bro. Well, problems. Let's kick it off. All right, well, big facts, big facts. Well, I, I just want to introduce our guest, Big T Brian the Cut, you know, a longtime YouTuber. You feel me? Essentially a Boruto savant at this point. I want to give a big shout out to T Brian. T Brian, say what's up. 
What's up? <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, my friend. Welcome. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Yeah. Feels weird to be welcomed when we've been here for like 30 plus minutes, I think. <laughs> this, this is a fact. You know, every every time we do the podcast and we have a guest, we always do like the first introductions, but we already had our first introductions because we were kind of late getting on. But. <laughs> I, I, one one question I didn't ask you. Um, YouTube. Some YouTubers prefer to be called by their actual. Oh, what? I just want to give my apologies, bro. Like, I'm so sorry. That's like my rude. Like, no, no, it's good. Yeah. But I swear to you, like, it was just like all this, all this um technical issues. But yeah, my bad. Thank you for joining us today. No, I just wanna, just wanted to say that. My bad, bro. Go ahead. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, some YouTubers like to be called by their first name. Some YouTubers have a nickname. Naruto explained has Ian. He has Ben. I have Rob, Bara, and Melo has a couple. Well, I never really heard of Melo's, but what, what would you prefer to be called? Just T-Bry, <laughs> T-Buckets, Big T? Let's go. You, you can just call me T if you want. That's what that's what people usually do. Okay. All right. Very nice. So T. All right. So uh, a couple of things, you know. First things first, uh, if if the chat don't necessarily know, I gave your introduction already, but how long have you been doing YouTube? Too long. <laughs> no, like, uh, I think my channel's like five years old, but I, I, I used to have, a, I used to be like a gaming channel and then like, I haven't really been focused on YouTube until like, uh, I guess three years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, now, as far as the games, you played like um, the Shinobi Striker um the naruto games uh i played the first naruto game on the channel but, but like before that it was just like anything it was like not anime related at all all right and then I, I guess you sell into your niche as being like a like a, a board or anime youtuber yeah yeah i went from like gaming to like anime games to like just anime <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Now, pretty much everybody really has like their origin story. You know, Melwick pretty kind of told me his. Free Game kind of told me his. It's essentially, how people learn how to, you know, well, not learn, but how people start to watch Naruto. How did you get into Naruto? So, my older brother killed my whole family. Oh, no. okay. oh, <laughs> no. Jeez. Oh. Jeez. In, in a video game, guys. In a video game. <laughs> no, uh, so actually I was in grade five, right? And this kid came into class one day. Do not remember who it was at this point. I don't remember his name. But he came into class and he's like, yo, look at this, look at this anime. It's about it's about uh ninjas. And, and before before that, like the only like i didn't even know it was anime at the time because like i was a little kid like pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. like i'd watch that obviously but like naruto was the first thing that i watched and i like i knew what i was watching like i knew it wasn't like just a normal cartoon um but yeah some kid came to school one day and he like he showed everyone and then like that was like the wave for like for like that that whole year like we would like pretend play naruto and like the playground and stuff at recess <laughs> like naruto was like everything like there was kids like i swear to god there was kids like black market dealing headbands off of ebay in the back of the classroom <laughs> like it was like insane but yeah so, no, yeah. so it, when i was younger i had like the same kind of thing with dragon ball z now we i i think i was like more of like one of the more radical cases because i was literally trying to do the fusion dance actually putting earrings on with my cousin trying to fuse together were you doing any of that weird stuff back when he was like a kid 
I mean, was you that guy? That like I Naruto said, we'd play Naruto at recess, so we had the headbands on. We were doing the Naruto runs. The other kids probably thought we were uh, a little special, but yeah. um, I was on you. I was asking the same question. I was like, was you one of those kids that had your arms behind your back and you was running? Yeah, yeah, no. But the crazy thing was, like, it wasn't even like just like a small group of kids. Like, it was like our whole grade. It was like, Dang. like Naruto was everything. It was like it went bait. It was like Beyblade and then Yu-Gi-Oh for like a year, and then Naruto like just like took over. I'm loving <laughs> what you're saying, bro. I'm I'm a huge Yu-Gi-Oh and Beyblade fanboy, and, <laughs> and I love Naruto. So there you go. <laughs> Yo, baby, this like, is crazy. Beyblade was dope. I can never see that. Beyblade. <laughs> no. Beyblade was dope. Yo, I, had, um, I, I, got a, I got a chance to uh, watch a couple of your videos. If I had my phone, I can tell you which ones they were. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like when I see your icon, I think you about to be like this crazy, just yelling to the camera type dude. But like when I when I listen to your video, no pun intended. Is that the vibe my my avatar gives off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. But speaking of videos that, that we were actually watching, I actually recently watched... We're going to get to the Boruto real quick real quick after this, but I was I watched your most recent video. Essentially, did Samurai 8 deserve to be canceled? Now, me personally, I kind of dropped Samurai 8 a little bit through. I kind of thought that I kind of binge it after a while, but it canceled yeah. before I got to binge it. What... <laughs> What what do you think as an overall series for Samurai 8? Do you think it was a failure for Kishimoto? Like, objectively. Like, we're not trying to bash Kishimoto. I like mean, objectively, it was canceled. So it was a failure, I suppose. Um, I think he did some things better in Samurai 8 than he did in Naruto. Specifically, uh, the I think he the female character um, that he was writing in Samurai 8, I think he was handling it a lot better. Um, but, like, overall... I think that he tried to like, and this is like, like not even because it was canceled and he had to like rush out an ending. But I think that like he tried to get things going like too quickly. Like there was like a lot of info dumps in the early chapters, and I feel like he just really wanted to grab people's attention, but he just kind of went about it the wrong way. So, I mean, I think it had potential if he would have just like chilled out. <laughs> you yeah, one hundred percent. The, the thing with well, video. My bad, Bar, because I just went on the channel and mm. actually looked at uh, looked from here. Because I, I usually like watch videos mm. on my personal page, so I don't have a history. So I had to look at the videos. But yeah, it was a talk no jutsu. Like that was the first video that I actually like. I looked at. Uh yeah 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 yeah. It was uh, why talk no jutsu is the most important part of Naruto. Like the way right. you explained it, bro, and the way that you broke it down, it was beautiful. Like I like I I, I like that video. I watched it from beginning to end. I appreciate Word. that. That video was kind of a flop, so I'm a little disappointed. But that's the reason Word. why I watched it because it had the least amount of views. Like I watched. It <laughs> oh, wow. Like, no, no, no. Seriously, like I, I think I think like people just look at titles or something like that and skip over it. So I, I watched it. I watched right. it with the least amount of views and was like, oh damn, I like this video. Like if more people would have watched it, they would have realized the same thing. <laughs> so. Wait, I, I got, I gotta, I gotta find out about this take. Explain to me why talk no jutsu is is the most important part of Naruto. I don't want to, I want, I don't want you to give the whole video. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the short end of it. Um, yeah. The theme of Naruto, the overall theme of Naruto. People can say that it's uh, like you know, people. There's there's different answers that people can give, but I would say 
personally that the overall theme of Naruto is overcoming hatred. So, and that's like something that you can see in like every every arc, every character that Naruto talk no jutsus, he's always trying to overcome hatred. That's his whole that's his whole character. So, if Naruto were not to try any other way to 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 come at the conflicts that he faces um he wouldn't be true to what the theme of the story is so uh, essentially the, that video is just me explaining that um the reason that naruto doesn't defeat his enemies just like every other or i mean i guess most shonen protagonists do um is because the whole point of naruto is to show us another way you know like to mm -hmm. find another way to overcome conflict to overcome hatred rather than just uh, i mean pain said it best with the cycle of hatred so i i feel like i don't really have to dive into that but uh, it's basically it's just it's his whole character Every characters it was definitely good in his case but I, some cases, I'm I'm a little bit thrown off. For example, the Obito thing. Of course, right. he, he was very useful in the, in the fourth Christian reward when he was actually taught Ojutsu. But it seemed a bit un, unrealistic how Obito would kind of do yeah. all of that and just kind of be like persuaded away from I, it. I touched on that in the video. And I think that the problem is, or I mean, I don't know if it's a problem, but the thing is, is that like it, it isn't realistic. But that's because Naruto, I would say, is better than most of us like that's something that we couldn't do so we find it unrealistic but mm. i think that naruto is meant to be he's meant to be better than us in a way mm. you know he's meant to uh, he's he's like he's like um i would say a role model but like i don't think that that's the right he's word like i don't want to use that word He's like the ninja Jesus exactly yeah, like, like Jesus we can't fathom him forgiving obito even though that, that like that's the dude that killed his parents or got his parents killed essentially um so we can't really fathom that because we i don't think any of us could look our parents murder in the face and go yeah you know what you're a cool guy <laughs> so it does seem unrealistic but it's just like I, I think personally um forgiving somebody is a lot harder than like forgiving your enemies is a lot harder than just simply defeating them. So I think if anything, that makes Naruto a stronger person to be able to do that. Mm. I see what you mean. I, I can accept it. I can accept that. Now, real quick, from the, from that that line of of thinking, would you consider yourself a Naruto fan, the character, not the series? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love Naruto. All right, one of so the most I, inspiring characters I think that I've ever come across. All right, I think this is good. So recently, now Melo essentially gave a take saying that he shouldn't necessarily be hokage he should kind of be in a field working a bit because he kind of made a, a bit of mistakes as a hokage what do you think about naruto being a hokage should he continue to be hokage what do you think about how he did as, and also what do you think about how he did as, how he did as a hokage put it like that i think that see the issue is that i i feel like naruto he can't be the hokage by himself like he can't mm. he can't be making all the decisions because as as nice it as like nice as it is for naruto to want to see the good in everyone sometimes that's not there you know sometimes you need a shikamaru in your ear saying yo dude don't do that 
Um, but he hasn't been listening to Shikamaru a, a lot, a lot of the time in Boruto, and I think that's one of the problems. Exactly. I, I, I mean, like, I could see him stepping down, but like, I don't think he needs to. But I could see him, like, as a character, saying, "Oh, yeah, I, I think I need to step down and and take a step back," and I, I wouldn't be totally against that for the story. I think that would be interesting. Yeah, but a lot of people would be mad. <laughs> I oh, will yeah, say people that. Be pissed off. People be pissed Because that's kind of his whole thing. <laughs> to be yeah, okay. His whole dream and everything. But one of the things yeah. that I was thinking, I, I thought it would probably be a very good thing for him to step down just because of the sake, just because of the sake that he'd be able to train more. I think him being able to train more along with Sasuke, of course, I know they're old generation characters and people don't necessarily mm-hmm. like the idea of old generation characters really getting a power buff. But I think it'll be very interesting to see exactly how Naruto, how far Naruto can push his body, push his whole, uh, you know, sage mode, and also push his ability to manip- to manipulate the, the the tail beast. I think that right there would probably be like an interesting storyline in Boruto, especially in Boruto Shippuden. Yeah. Yeah, um, I actually think that, um, I-, I wouldn't mind, like, even if he didn't step down, I wouldn't mind, like, a, like, a good section of the story where he just kind of, like, exile some not exile some stuff but like goes like like to self-reflect you know mm-hmm. and just kind of uh steps away from the village for just for just a little bit but things would have to calm down i feel like it might have to be like during the time skip like after everything that's going on is settled right now quick out of the yeah, box question is... what, what, what what does shippuden mean like i hear that a lot like they, they talk about boruto shippuden like what, what is shippuden I know what Shippuden is, like, as far as Naruto, Naruto, Shippuden, but, like, what is that word? Why, why do everybody associate that with Boruto as well? I mean, Hurricane, I believe? That's what it means. Yeah. It, it, I, I think so. I think I'm so. not I'm completely sure. sure. I, I just I just say it because I think people understand that I mean time skip after that. But I get where you come from. I have absolutely no idea what it really means. <laughs> yeah, just there's just, like, an association. Yeah, community it, to like it means Hurricane, you. yeah. No, no, no. I, I think it's something to do with Naruto. Because Naruto, uh, Uzumaki means whirlpool. I'm pretty sure it's just a play on words. Oh, uh, that's fire. That's fire. Now, speaking of the current events in, in Boruto, ha- are you fully caught up with the Boruto manga? I'm assuming because I've seen your recent video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, there are a couple of things that, you know, me, Free Game, and Melo, we. We've essentially been talking about, and I think this right here is very good to get other people's perspectives. Now, at this given moment, Naruto is essentially like just seeing his son die from the hands of Kawaki. You know, I, I, me personally, I think that Naruto is probably going to be chill. <laughs> I think some other people think that Naruto is going to go out on a rage. How do you think that Naruto is going to handle this situation? I don't think he's going to be mad. Like, maybe, like, I, I don't see Naruto being like the like ragey character anymore like that's kind of not i feel like he's outgrown that like immensely um i could see him being extremely sad but i i don't i don't think for one i don't think that he's gonna be like okay with what happened but the thing is if 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 kawaki and boruto already had a plan like set and and if the reason that Kawaki was so okay with doing this so suddenly was that he knows Borto is going to come back, obviously Borto is going to come back. But if if Kawaki already knows that, and this is like something more complex than 
oh, just kill Boruto to kill Momoshiki, which I which I think it is. I think it's more complex than that. I think they know something that we don't. Um, if that's the case, then he can just he's just gonna tell Naruto, and then Naruto's gonna be chill, you know, because like he knows that Boruto's not dead or is not going to be staying dead at least. So you think that there's actually a plan to like kill Boruto and get you know the karma seal off of Boruto through that through those means? I I think that their plan is 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 more complex than because because I think at face value it it just seems like that their plan is oh yeah last resort just kill Boruto and that's the end of Momoshiki, but I think that just because of how chill Kawaki was about the situation and how. Um, Ida or Ada didn't really react um, in the way that I would have expected. She was pretty chill about it. So I think that they both know something that the audience and the other characters don't, which is making them remain calm in this situation. And I think that is obviously something to do with Borto returning to life. Like they've already set something up. I don't know if they've put karma on code or if, uh, if Borto put karma on uh, whatever Amato's cooking up in his lab. I don't know. But I think that they know something that we don't and that it's not as simple as him just killing Boruto just as a last resort. No, that's why. Cause when I, you know, go, you know, looking back over the chapter, it essentially says like, you know, this right here was the last resort. Now, I kind of interpreted that as saying like, hey, if they can't necessarily find a way to stop Momoshiki, then they'd have, of course have to kill Boruto. But right. there's also that other you know, possibility that what they were really talking about was, no, killing Boruto would be the last case, would be the word, but they'd still have a way to actually get Boruto back. Because they weren't necessarily talking about, you know, just killing Boruto for the sake of killing Boruto. The whole idea was getting the Karma Seal, well, getting Boruto away from the Karma Seal, like detaching the Karma Seal. And I think that this right here, you know, could potentially just be an be the cyborgs. And some people actually, well, the new cyborg that Amada did actually make, some people think that that right there could potentially be what Boruto is going to be reborn in. I'm not completely sure, though. I think, I think, uh, uh, I think it's either that or code. But um, I, I, because, because I was looking at, I was looking back at the other chapters and, um, because, because Kawaki says to Boruto, uh, just before he kills him, it, he asks him if I, th I can't remember the wording exactly, but he asks him if he remembers um, what they talked about their la their plan. And the only other plan that they talked about um, in the earlier chapters was the plan to put karma on code. But then later, when um, Kawaki goes to Amato, Amato says essentially, "Hey, I like your plan. It's a good idea, but I don't think it'll work on code." So what I'm thinking is that Amato offered a an alternative to that at that moment off screen that's going to be revealed eventually. So I think that I would say Amato liked the idea of implanting karma on someone else, didn't think it would work on code, so he gave them this this thing that he's making this cyborg or android or whatever you want to call it to mm -hmm. implant the karma on. That, that'll be fire to be honest well mel what was your take on that idea rephrase the question for me please well we were essentially talking about how there's like a cyborg that a model made and boruto is dead right now but he could have potentially implanted a karma seal into the actual cyborg yeah so i talked about this before i like the idea I do. Um, you know, there's several routes you can take. The whole, you know, look, 
I call in question um Ada or Ida. I'm I'm still not sure which version uh, her name is. I always is, say you know. Ida in my videos, but people always correct me and say that right. it's Ada. So. When I say Ada, they say I. You guys know who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so like, I think it's like she a, has clairvoyance. Translation uh, error or some something like that when we get in in English. That's what the mix up. Yeah, is. Yeah, we we just gotta wait till the anime, you know, say yeah. <laughs> So um, so she has clairvoyance, right? So she can see um the past up until her birth, and she can see the present, but not the future. So she does not seem concerned at all, um, right. at all. So right. obviously she knows something that we aren't. We haven't been made privy to. I think that speaks volume. Some people <laughs> think that she's going to bring Boruto back. I, I don't believe that at all. Um, some people believe that Momoshiki will simply heal him and he'll come back. I think uh, that's that very anti exactly. But because of you know the, the tier of writing that the Boruto writers <laughs> operate on, I, I, I kind of <laughs> believe it, to be honest with you. Um, some people believe they'll place it on code because this was mentioned in previous chapters. The whole thing with the um, the robots really interesting because when Amato was defecting to Konoha in the anime, he had a conversation with Kashin Koji where right. he mentioned, um, you know, basically it, it's something biological. He needed to, um, it's fragmented and he needed to uh, uh, separate the clusters or something of the, of the sort, some right. jargon, right? So it's definitely something biological in nature. Of course, a motto, so it's going to be something cybernetic. Could it potentially be Boruto's body placing the karma seal onto it? I think that's interesting. Um, now, you know, we talked about how he can get the Jogon again that we saw in the flash forward scene. And the karma would just rewrite um, Boruto's genetics onto that, um, that, that machine. But my whole thing is, how much of Boruto's original genetics are left? Right, about twenty percent, we can say maybe maybe less at this point. So you wouldn't really be placing so much of Boruto's genetics as much as you would be placing Momoshiki's. I, I'm not sure. I, I, I probably can think about that for twenty seconds to come up with a good answer. But just off the top of my head, um, and I like the idea of the Jogon being tethered to the Nether World, the Pure Eye, the Pure Lands, so called the Heaven Realm, Heavenly Realm in the Naruto Boruto verse. Um, the association between the Edo Tensei eyes being black uh, with the scalara, whatever you call it, and the, um, um, I guess, depending on your eye, your iris, and that being something visually similar to the Jogon eye, um, the connections um, between, um, you know, Toneri Otsuki saying, my hope is that this eye will guide you to the light. And we know when people die, they tend to go to the light per, you know, <laughs> per accounts. Uh, we'll just say that. Um, um, that will illuminate the darkness. So obviously, Borto, based off just the dialogue and some of the evidence, if you want to make that claim, Borto needs to die um, in order to kind of fulfill his journey or his path or his destiny. Um, similar to a Goku, I always say this: um, the Boruto series borrows concepts heavily from the Dragon Ball series in general. Where Goku, he he tapped out on Earth, right? He got the best training possible from King Kai, <laughs> King Kai, from Kame and Mr. Popo. But he needed to die to get heavenly training from the Kais and King Kai, and so on and so forth. So um, yeah, they they borrow concepts heavily. The whole androids, android saga, um, future Gohan with one arm missing and a. a a child pro uh, protege um sasuke one arm missing with a child protege and borto time travel so like there's a lot of themes that they borrow heavily and i and, and i think they're um analogous to say the very least but i like the idea i like the idea a lot now do you think that uh 
because this is something that was on my mind. If the Jogan, a lot of people are saying that um, the Jogan would would uh, would activate and revive him. I, right. it, it feels like a bit of an ass pull to me. I won't lie. If that I just agree. happened, I agree. But like, I don't. Okay. I think so I mean, answer like they, like that's the simplest answer you can give. That would be I think that's the taking the easy way right out. If you ask my opinion, and considering considering um, Kawaki seems to know something, I don't think that he knows about the Jogun. So like, I don't, I don't think that that's it. I always toss this around. Um, you know, maybe the Jogun does trigger. We know that it literally has a trigger mechanic in which something well triggers it, right? Some Otsusuki is in his presence, um, the New Way arc, and it kind of triggers on its own. That seems to be a mechanic built in inherently into the Jogon, especially for someone like Borzo who doesn't know how to activate it um, consciously yet. Um, so this could be the pr the perfect condition in which the eye does trigger. Um, you know, maybe bringing him back to life or maybe having him communicate from the um, spirit world or something of the sort. We know that chakra is connected from the physical plane um, to the afterlife or the pure lands um, per Obito's conversation with Kakashi. So we do know that's a connection. And if you look at what the Jogan actually does, and I, I've said this many times, it's not a combat eye. It's a sensory eye. It allows him to sense the presence of chakra, negative emotions, so on and so forth. Um, so he can see that chakra. Um, he can see between dimensions, um, barriers that um, are, divide worlds. So the barrier between the living and the dead, that kind of stuff. He can see the dead chakra connecting from the physical plane to the, the pure lands, that kind of stuff. Maybe he can communicate with a Kawaki. This is all theoretical, by the way, guys. Maybe he can communicate with the Kawaki. Hey, yo, uh, bro, I'm kind of dead. Um, go figure, right? So, and then Kawaki, I don't know, takes his dead body and then stores it um, in the Daikokuten dimension. It's not physical. Um, rather, it is physical, but not living material. And we can kind of keep him on so his body won't like rot or decay um, over time. And then Borto can train in the afterlife, come back when he gets what he needs in the pure lands and comes back to his body. Something of the sort. Um, I mentioned before where um and i think some people corrected me on the on, on this translation that i got um from a, a bad source uh, where borto's like kawaki um i can't believe how strong you got when you, in the flash forward scene in the manga um so you know if that source is incorrect um that's one thing but if you want to take it for for how it was written um on that particular website that could mean that borto wasn't around for um, any period of time and if you look at borto's body um you know, his clothes look very different to me, um, but they're different from the manga and the anime in general. So his clothes look a little small, almost as if like his body was growing or something and like his clothes look a little <laughs> little childlike. So maybe he hasn't been in the physical realm for years and he's been traveling in the spirit realm. I think it's fun. I think it's a dope idea. Things that, <clears throat> well, f f just off of that. My my opinion. I think it's decent, but it's a little bit too fairy tale. I don't think it would be realistic for the writers to plan it and, and actually make something like that. No shade to writers or anything like that, but I just think it's, it'll be a, a bit out of character. Now, specifically with the joke and actually, you know, bring Boruto back alive. I personally, I'm not completely okay with that, but I understand the rationale behind it. One of the things that we did see already in Naruto is that, you know, near-death experiences could potentially trigger dojutsu. We've seen this with Madara. We've seen this with, with even, like, the Mangekyo Sharingan when you get actual, like, uh, like, like, actual trauma. But I think specifically with the Jogen, as you guys said, 
when it when it did when it did pop up, it was mostly involuntarily. I think all Boruto really needs is like one jolt for for the Jogan to really activate and for Boruto to actually tap into the Jogan a lot more. Specifically, is this going to be it? I'm not completely sure. But I personally believe, you know, I'd understand the reasoning behind it. I won't be completely pissed off. I'd I'd be okay with the with the Jogan activating because of this. But if it's if it's what revives him, then that's where I'm kinda like Eh, I don't know. I'd rather them have like a complex plan, you know, and just lay it out for us. I think that'd be much cooler. You're in a camp that he's definitely dead. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously he might not be dead. Maybe he's, <laughs> maybe he's just injured r- really badly. Here's the thing. I think if Boruto is actually dead, and I, I think I'm like alone on this, I think that he'd probably wake up very, very soon. I can't necessarily see the Boruto series operating with Boruto being dead for an extended period of time. I think it's 100% possible that Boruto was just like extremely injured and somehow, you know, just like you, you guys said, and you, you guys probably won't like this, but Momoshiki can possibly heal. And we've seen Momoshiki heal Boruto plenty of other times before. We've seen him heal, heal Boruto in the fight with Boro. We've seen him heal Boruto in the fight with Ishiki Yotsutsuki. This time, though, the only thing that would make this a little bit different is the fact that Boruto is actually being controlled by Momoshiki while the injury actually happened. Well, partially controlled by Momoshiki. So every single time that Momoshiki healed Boruto, it was like Boruto was in full control. All the damage was done. Boruto was being a knucklehead. But now it's like, nah, Momoshiki is the one that got kind of Boruto in trouble. So I'm not sure if he could actually trigger that healing mechanism for Boruto right now. And also it's the fact that Boro kind of got the same treatment from Kwaki. And Boro didn't necessarily die instantaneously. But also and it wasn't necessarily too, like only a puncture like, wound. Yeah, and one thing too though is this is the only time that Momoshiki was like low-key in control of Boruto's body when he did get injured or, you know, and or killed mm-hmm. in this matter, you know? So every other time Boruto got stomped out by Boro and then that triggered it the time be after that it was Ishiki who messed him up and then he that triggered it so it usually Boruto who gets injured and then Momoshiki takes over this time Momoshiki was already taking over his body so it could be a difference in that too as well yeah exactly I I, I think it all really just depends on what the Boruto riders want the Boruto riders kept the Otsuki clan the Kata the Karma Seal and all that so vague partially because it was a model explaining it but they kept it so vague that they have the freedom to do essentially whatever they want like if if boruto comes back legitimately from the jogan we can't necessarily say it's bs this inconsistent if he comes back from momoshiki we can't necessarily say it's bs or inconsistent so the riders have all the freedom it would still make sense i just i just would rather like i would rather them have like a plan in mind rather than it just be like oh luckily i'm back because this happened you know? Yeah, 100%. And one of the things that I will say, though, the Boruto writers, you know, from the past couple of months, they've done a very good job of surprising all of us. Like, last month, no one really thought that Boruto was legitimately going to die. I remember when Organic Dinosaur first tweeted out the spoilers and essentially said that Boruto was about to die. No one really. I'm like, everybody was like, yo, we calling Cap on that. Like, what is going on here? Boruto is dead. Like, we see him alive in the future. But now this right here genuinely happened. And I think... They could definitely probably surprise us in the future. 
again, it might be a certain... The actual scenario, the real scenario, could be completely different. Probably, I don't know, Naruto has some sort of ability to actually bring Naruto back alive that we didn't account for because of his, I don't know, secret ability, like like now awakened Sage of Six Pass ability because he's enraged. I don't know. Just a whole bunch of stuff that could potentially happen. I mean, yeah, fiction. Fiction, bro. That's how it be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, 100%. Look, I, mm. look but here's how it's going to go, okay? Because I don't have faith in the Boruto writers. I'm going I'm to keep it a book, okay? So, <laughs> I, I, I absolutely don't. Okay. Um, so, so Borto gets impaled. He he he's out. Right. He he doesn't die immediately. He gives he gives his last goodbyes. Right. Last goodbyes. Then then Borto he passes out and then he's about to kill over and then Momoshiki manifests and then heals him but then goes dormant and then Borto is back. And then, like, they all hug each other and, like, sing Kumbaya and start dancing. <laughs> that, that's how it's going to go. It's going to be the most anticlimactic, boring. Like, it, like if, if we're honestly thinking, like, the whole afterlife thing is, like, um, beyond the pale, beyond their scope of, like, imagination and creativity. Like, I, I honestly don't, like, what? We're going to put the karma seal on someone else and, like, the original character Boruto is dead and now he's, like, a robo boy? I don't know. It just seems weird. Like we're, we're continuing the entire Boruto series with like his cookie, his avatar, his his clone that thinks it's the original him, but not really. Well, it's so unless strange. it's like, because like if he if he because we we know a model can clone, right? So if he if he has cloned Boruto, and like Bor, because I mean if this if this is this would be a good chance for them to do the time skip, right? Because then it could be right. like Boruto has resurrected already into this new body and it's like okay we don't have to deal with like fake boruto at all because <laughs> he <laughs> happened during the time skip or was like but dormant you, until then you know but you're, you're you're a fan of like um sci-fi right like star wars and stuff so I, I don't know what you think about star trek i'm not trying to ask about star trek specifically but i do want to use an example from there where they get teleported i've never seen it <laughs> oh yeah okay okay okay, okay. um but it's pretty simple. Um, they get teleported from one location to another, and like this, there's been this whole like um, meme thing to where like they the original person gets eviscerated and destroyed and killed, but their like copy teleports to the other location, and like they get reconfigured into like this the new version, but the, the copy thinks they're the original. But every time they teleport, they actually die. So like the whole thing with that is like, yeah, it, it'll quote unquote be Borto genetically, a quote unquote, but like. No, like the original Boruto died. I don't. I, I don't know. I just. I, I find it bizarre. I find it so weird. Like we're gonna place the karma. Some some people say we're gonna place it on Sasuke, on Cole, this new robot that's in Amato's box. I'm like, yeah, but Boruto's dead. Even if it's like, I I don't know. There's something unsettling about that for a main character. Yeah. No, I can see that. I I think as long. I feel like people will just kind of forget as long as like he still has his memories and stuff. Like it's still Boruto's consciousness. It's just but is not that all his... that makes you use your memories. I don't know, man. I mean, you ever played the game Soma? I haven't, bro. I can't even ah, can't even speak on it then. But it, it's like completely off topic but like that it touches on like what makes us human if it's just our consciousness or if it's well, our think, bodies or i think it's very much yeah. so on topic right like like what what makes bored to bored to like the sum of his experiences everything that you do make you makes you who you are if you changed or tweaked one little aspect in your past you'll be a completely different person in your present i mm -hmm. think that's true so like 
think we talked about uh, if you want to look at it from that well, perspective that's interesting that's really interesting well, well here's the thing I, I, real quick i'd agree if we were talking about something different than the karma seal reborn thing for example people have this debate if you're doing a brain transfer are you really doing a body transfer or a brain right. transfer because you're going to be still the same guy in a different body but with with the karma seal when ishiki otsuki reborn he looked like ishiki otsuki flat out like live in a fresh right. live in the flesh so hypothetically if boruto implants a karma seal into a cyborg sasuke you know a mitsuki clone anything like that it's still gonna be boruto coming back it's not necessarily mm -hmm. gonna be their feet mitsuki's features or sasuke's features or the cyborg's features no it's gonna be boruto just flat out boruto i think that right there is probably gonna be the upside to a karma seal re revival than hypothetically something else Right, because it's more. You. It feels more supernatural, you know, in the, in in the sense that he's just coming back to life, like being reborn, and not so much as is like. I I feel like the only part that would be weird is like before he reincarnates, like when he's just in the karma seal, in some other body. That would be weird. Yeah, like yeah, would, would you say like Borto's more like Otsuki? Like, there's an obvious answer to this question, but like. Like to me, like Boruto's less of like Naruto's son biologically now than he than he is like Momoshiki. Like he's he's less Hyuga, less Uzumaki, less human, and more alien, more Otsuki. Right. And that 80%. in and of itself, yeah, that in and of itself is unsettling to me. So like, <laughs> I don't, yeah. So I like the Naruto Boruto versus obviously fiction and like how things work. Um, conceptually when it comes to like um, consciousness and, and, and sentience and like the, the connections between the soul and chakra and energy and the flesh and so on and so forth. It's obviously different than how we would um, talk about it um, philosophically um, in real life. Um, and, and, that, and that's true. That's 100% true. Like, um, when, 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 like, like Bar said, when Ishiki reincarnates, it could entirely be Ishiki's I don't know. His his entire essence is converted into the karma seal, rewrites the vessel, and then he becomes um, uh, reborn anew entirely. His soul, his his consciousness, as it was. But um, it is, as Amato said, a copy. So it technically is not the real one. And that okay, so it that's just what, thinks that, it that's is. That's the thing. Exactly. That okay. <laughs> so that that's the that's the idea um, that I've been trying to get to. It's like it just. That in and of itself, to me, Borto's dead, bro. He he died, and now we're we're moving forward in the entire series right. with like a copy that thinks it's the original. Okay, it's okay, so hold weird. on. I got I gotta say something about the game Soma. Um, so please do. Spoiler alert for the end of the game here. It's a, it's like it's a super good game. It's a horror game, but it's not. I don't like. It's not super super scary. Um, but at the like end of the games? game. No, no, it's it's like a it's like a like a survival horror type type deal. Um but um so at the end his the dude's consciousness has been transferred into like this robot, right? And at the end um they're going to upload his consciousness to be launched off the off like the the destroyed planet because the planet's like dying, right? Mm. So they're going to they're going to launch the the a copy of or the what what they say to him is they're gonna launch his consciousness off into space to live in this virtual world right this virtual paradise right. um and uh he presses this this button to 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 do that and nothing happens and he's like yo what the hell and and he's trapped mind you underwater in like some abandoned like underwater station it's super depressing 
Um, wow. And he's trapped there, and he's and he goes, "Well, what happened? How come my consciousness wasn't transferred?" And the the girl that's talking to him goes, "Well, it was, but you're not just a different one. Like it's you're living up there now, but not." you don't know that like not you and it's like (laughs) super depressing so that's kind of how i look at it with boruto it's like that boruto that original boruto um it will have the memories and like basically that to the one that's back to life it won't feel like they died just like in the end of that game the one that got the, the the version that got transferred onto that virtual paradise will just have remembered him being transferred onto the par- paradise. But the one that didn't, like the split that it that it makes that it creates, right? Um, it's a coin flip. It's like a coin flip. It's one one is dead and the other one remembers not dying, and it's kind of depressing when you think about it. If that's what happens to Boruto. No, 100%. And we've even seen a little bit of that in Boruto already with Mitsuki when Mitsuki was essentially, well, Orochimaru was kind of contemplating switching Mitsuki's memories to a different body. Mm-hmm. We were thinking, well, Boruto still got kind of sad because, you know, Mitsuki, the one that he grew up knew and loved, he's going to be dead, even though the new Mitsuki is like the same thing, brand new, like, like shiny and everything, but it's still not necessarily the same. There's still an emotional element that you, you, you lose with the actual original. So I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean, even if you want to, like, this is, this is going to be fun, right? So, like, your cells divide and die, right? There's this constant process of death and rebirth, right? Um, so, <laughs> you are probably, <laughs> you're definitely not the same version of yourself that you were a month or two months ago, right? Uh-huh. Um, now, I always say, like, there's no utility in, like, the human mind conceiving of, like, we're constantly in this cycle of dying and being reborn over and over again. Like, literally, our cells die and multiply and die and multiply and die and multiply. Um, but you think you're the same you that you were two months ago, but like you, you're actually, you actually aren't, um, you're, you're a different you. So like, you feel like you're, you, you have all the same memories, um, more or less. Um, some things may be a little fuzzier than most. Um, you think you've gone through all those experiences and everything feels the same. You got the same cut that you did when you were 10 years old, but like, you're, you're not that 10 year old. Like, no, the, the sales that existed within that 10 year old is, is long dead and you're something entirely different a copy of a copy of a copy even if you look at like what you are from your parents right like you're just a copy of them um and who are a copy of their parents and so on and so forth so like like these i these like philosophical ideas are very very prevalent in the naruto um boruto series but boruto more so because it's very sci-fi and sci-fi touches on these philosophical um questions quite often and Mm -hmm. i I definitely think it's applicable um what you were talking about um uh, t uh for sure yeah 100 percent. i ain't trying to dive too deep into that we start getting theoretical i start getting sad (laughs) 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 real quick one of the questions one of the questions i did want to ask you because this right here came up in in one of your statements do you think boruto is going to be dead through the time skip or do you think that he's going to come back alive before it i mean i I have no idea. Like, I, I don't... I'm probably 50-50 on that, but I'll tell you what I would like. Um, I think that this is a great chance to do a time skip and have Boruto's... Ret- I feel like Boruto's return will be more dramatic if there's if we know that there's been, like, years past and, like, everyone has, like, kind of... Not moved on, but, like... Like... 
like that like they're missing boruto you know it's not like mm. it's not like he he died and then like a couple days later or a couple chapters later hey i'm back um it would be cool if it was like years later i think that would be a lot more dramatic so yeah. I, I i don't know but i would like there to be a time skip like him dead through the time skip i think that'd be a, a lot better mm-hmm. now my idea of it you know i think Mel probably agrees with you i'm not completely sure but my idea of it was that he it would essentially be like the regular time skip that we did see in naruto when boruto has a regular time skip you know he's training with somebody potentially even tonetti potentially even sasuke potentially even naruto something like that i have no idea but i personally believe that through the time skip boruto would essentially be training his jogan and that right there would be why in the future he's essentially able to activate it so easily now Again, it could be a certain situation where Melo was essentially saying that, hey, Boris is probably going to be dead throughout the time skip, but he's also going to get training in the afterlife similar to, with, similar to what Goku did. But I always thought that they'd potentially unseal Tonetti and actually have him train Boruto and have Master the Jogan, or if that can't happen, have him train with somebody else. That is my opinion. When you say um they, what do you mean by they? Ooh. When did I? I, I, I think he meant when like I used the writers. Play. Oh, the writers. Okay, yeah. okay. The 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 omnipotent there. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> the um, yeah, they. Yeah, <laughs> those are they. This beyond the fourth wall. I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, yeah, now, no, I was gonna, I was gonna say like the Toneri idea is um it's an excellent idea. Um, we know that Toneri he has a connection between Sumere, Nue, Borto, and the Jogan. Even if you go back to episode eight. Um, where he visits boards on his dream and you know he of course he says um my hope is that that eye will guide you to the light that will expel the darkness you zoom in on Boruto's eye and immediately you see Nui. i think that's symbolic um symbolism for something um and, and of course you know the series started off with Nui. um and if you go into like eastern mythology what Nui is um the chimera like this um this this mythical creature uh, it, it, it gets it gets a little heavy in, in mythology, but it's very interesting. It all kind of connects in, in one way or the other. So yeah, Toneri is extremely important to um, Boruto's character development and growth, and I would love for that character to come back. I always said, um, you know, if Boruto maybe he does come back quickly, but he simply fakes his death um, by some mechanic, and I think this serves several functions. Right, it serves the political function. Um, to where the Kage, like Garo, was bringing up after the Ishiki battle, you know, will you be able to do what needs to be done before this becomes a problem, Borto? Will you be able to kill, I mean, rather, Naruto? Would you be able to kill your son, Borto, before he becomes this this menace? Because you don't have Karama, you don't have the power to contend with this guy anymore. Um, and, the, and even if you go into, like, the social aspects, as, as we touched on before, um, in the last podcast, I'm not going to go too much into it, but, um, you know, Borto... Him faking his death, leaving the village, not only does that um, serve the political aspects, but, you know, they could have spies. Like, Gar sent Shinki. Um, you haven't seen the Chunin exams arc. Um, I don't want to talk too much on it, um, T. But um, Shinki was in that arc, and he was, um, like, gathering information on behalf of the Kazakage, his father. Um, I-, I would assume, um, without Naruto knowing, um, otherwise, Gar would just simply ask Naruto, and that would be that. Um, so the fact that he felt the need to send his own son there to confirm things on the ground in real time is very telling about the relationship between these world powers, um, the, 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 the sand village and the, and the leaf village, um, land of wind and the land of fire. So Borto, he, the death is, his fakes his death. Okay, that scratches Gara and everyone else's itch. He's gone, handled. 
but he actually leaves the village and goes rogue. Now we don't have any spies or potential defectors to kind of, hey, hey, he's lying, bro. Like, no, he's at the Thunderburger. Like, he's getting ramen. Like, he's still here. No, he's gone from the village, and perhaps Sasuke goes along with him, and that gets the long-awaited training um, arc or, or session post-time skip that people really wanted. You know, Borto, Sasuke, Jiraiya, Naruto kind of dynamic where they actually go off, and they actually train, and they actually pick up where Sasuke left off. He can't teleport between dimensions anymore, but Borto can. And maybe they find their way to the moon, and maybe the Jogon triggers automatically. We know Borto can sense Otsusuki, at least in the case of Kawhi. Potentially, he can do this for a Toneri Otsusuki. He can find him on the moon, go there, unleash him. The Jogon sparks and triggers, frees him, and then now we're moving into the time skip where he's going to get more information, not only about the Otsusuki, but about the Jogon Eye and why Toneri had something, I suppose, granted him, helped him unlock it. What exactly Toneri is prepping him for the arrival of the gods, um, something of this sort. So I think that would be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah I think Tonary's involvement would be sick, but um, mm. I, I think that it might need a little bit of exposition in the manga because he has not made an appearance. Absolutely. Uh, and as much as, like, yeah, the anime and manga are obviously connected, but, like, they still have to make it make sense if you were just reading the manga, you know what I mean? They're not going to, like, say, oh, hey, by the way, uh, Tonary has been a part of things. So I feel like not a lot of exposition, but at least like, hey, why are you frozen here? Um, like what? And like, because Borto already had a dream, right? But that dream's not in the manga, obviously. So like, they'd have to connect it in a way. But I, I do think that it's possible to bring Tonare into the manga and have him be an important figure. I'd like it, actually, because Tonare is pretty cool. Yeah, 100%. I, I kind of agree with that take. The only thing, though, Boruto kind of did that already where they just said, hey, this right here is just a character that we've already known. We're just introducing him in the manga. And that was Sumire. Sumire had like a whole backstory. We talked about the New Way arc. And recently, That's not true. recently, but about about a year, probably two years ago, she was just introduced into the manga. But I think as a big plot line as Tonetti would be, I think they would definitely have to give it a little bit of buildup before they say, hey, now Boruto is able to unseal Tonetti. I thought they were kind of going to dive a little bit more deep into that when Code essentially made the statement that the Karma Seal or the true essence of the Karma Seal, you essentially get the memories of the Otsutsuki. Now, because Urushiki, well, not Urushiki, because Tonetti was sealed by Urushiki, I thought that Momoshiki may actually know a way to kind of get him unsealed because Urushiki seemed like he was like a like an underling of Momoshiki, like Momoshiki was a bit over him. So if Boruto potentially has that information, maybe he can unseal Tonei and then have it like that. Real quick though, real quick though. I've I recently seen this. <laughs> Naruto explained donated $10. He essentially says, congrats on being monetized. Much love. So glad you guys are showing T-Bra love. Tell him to admit Lady Ten Ten solos matter. <laughs> what are we oh laughing about? God, this is dude. facts. This is from Big Naruto explaining. <laughs> like, if he Man. says it, it, it's the gospel truth. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, gonna message Swag and ask him for his opinion. <laughs> it's gospel. It's gospel. Set his stamp. That that is a huge meme. I'm not gonna lie. But speaking of huge memes, speaking of speaking of huge memes. I think we're probably not going to bring up the the the, the Sarada thing, but oh, me and Melo recently Lord, had like a big debate, Lord. and the the debate specifically was um the, the the debate specifically was Naruto versus the Sage of Six Paths, 
Now, I essentially argued on the side of, hey, Naruto could probably beat him. Melo ar- obviously argued the other side. What is your take on that debate? You're talking like, you Hagoromo? Yeah, Hagoromo. I mean, hard to say. He doesn't really have any feats. He's just kind of like a, he's kind of like a spiritual guide. Um, based on what we know, like based on his reputation, at least. Mm-hmm. I. It's hard to say, dude, because like. Nah, you know, I think I feel like Naruto, I, but like Naruto without like Naruto currently, I don't, I don't, uh, probably not. But like Naruto, like like peak Naruto, like as he was, like Baryan mode Naruto can probably beat Hagoromo, at least mm. living Hagoromo, like when he was alive. Like I don't know, yeah. but like right now he's like, he, I don't know what he is, dude. He's like just, <laughs> just not like real. guys. Just so you guys know, I'm currently in real time triggering my Mangekyo Sharingan. So I'm gonna let you finish. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's it. That's it. Go off. You're crazy. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, look, uh, I, I respect the take. I mean, the the original, the original um, debate was. <laughs> we're, I'm, I'm gonna get into it like really quick, and then I'm gonna move on with my life. Jesus Christ. So um, oh, it was yeah, like we, we can't rehash this. Yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. This was like ten hours. Like my God. Um. Yeah. So, board like Boruto era Naruto, um, at, at his peak versus like post Kaguya Hagoromo. We're talking Tintel Jinchuriki. Um, anything beyond like post Kaguya, right? So basically, like the whole debate went like this, right? Um, who wins that battle? So I say let's 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 break it down. Let's look at the abilities. Um, you look at Naruto. He has six pass in Jutsu and Shippuden, but he lost that. That means this, that is to say, in Boruto, he doesn't have six pass in Jutsu. He doesn't have the patterns indicative of six pass in Jutsu, the nine Nagatama marks or the Rinnegan markings. No truth seeking orbs, no flight. Um, confirmed, despite what people think, he cannot fly in Boruto. Um, so, yeah, there's that. So, okay, now what does he have? Six, um, six pass Sage mode, and he has Karama KCM. Okay, cool, fine. Um, we know that um, Hagorumbo was the Jinchuriki of the Nine Tail Fox post Kaguya battle. Um, so for six pass sage mode and KCM, you, you have to rely on like an inference based off the lore. Okay. Anything that Naruto has with these powers, um, Hagoromo could have, he has six pass in jutsu. He has, um, an understanding of all things chakra. So barian mode, the thing that Kurama derived, uh, or rather the conclusion that he came to on how to create that new energy, um, because Hagoromo has six pass in jutsu, it's reasonable to assume that he can do the same. And he had Kurama within him. He split the ten tails. So KCM, he has that plus eight other biju. He also has um, six pass sage mode. How do I know this? Because he literally created the form specifically um, and exclusively for Naruto. I don't think this is unreasonable to say that he wouldn't be able to do the same for himself or better. Um, and then you're like, okay, well, Naruto's KCM, he got that. Okay, um, six-pass Sage Mode, that's, a, that's an interesting inference. Um, reasonable to assume he has that. He doesn't have six-pass in Jutsu, so what does Naruto have left? Toad Sage Mode, but we know Hagoromo has the same thing. You, you can say Toad Sage Mode grows in power over time, but we know Hagoromo, when he got it, he had a little goatee, and when he came back, time passed, and he had a full-grown beard. He became a big boy. <laughs> He's a big boy now. So, yes, hey, the I passing of time. I studied this. 
the passing of time, this man got stronger with his toad sage mode, so that's not an excuse. Um, so now you're like, okay, what does Naruto have? A Rasengan? Well, we know that he has the Rinnegan Hagoromo, mode, the six pass techniques. I hearken back to Jiraiya, toad sage mode, who launches a big ball Rasengan and it gets and it gets absorbed. Super simple, right? So there's no Rasengan variants that work. Um, he doesn't have any of his major power ups. His toad sage mode is basically null and void because Hagoromo has the same thing. But Hagoromo has the one, two, three Tomo Shotengan. He has the Mangi. Yekio Sharingan, he also has the Rinnegan, and of course, as I've mentioned, six paths in Jutsu, the, the knowledge of all things chakra, this guy is out here flying, spamming chakra beams, and like a Dragon Ball Z character, no need for hand signs, and wasting the interval between when he can activate the technique and when he can go off like a king, so yeah. 100%, this man's a monster, and he's a Tentails Jinchuriki, where all the beat you, creation of all things, how do you get past that? The world may never know. I got, I got a question for you. I, I got find a question it interesting. For you. I find it interesting. Hit me up. Let so me do you it. think that um, Hagoromo, after um, after becoming Tentails Jinchuriki and all that, do you think that he could have beaten Kaguya by himself? See, this is interesting because I've been having debates about this in our um, Discord chat. Um, I find Kaguya to be an extremely difficult character to power skill um, simply because she does have hacked abilities, but she's not really shown for her taijutsu prowess, even though she has it. She's not really shown for that. Um, she's more so like a powerhouse, right? Um, she in, in the lore, which to be clear, I kind of consider the... Um, the lore secondary to the facts. If the lore contradicts the analysis, then I don't factor in the lore um, because logic is logic. I think um, that that's that's just common sense. Um, so some people like to use this um, this this little bit of lore as an example, where Hagoromo is having a conversation with Naruto, and Naruto says, um, "Oh, she sounds scary. Is she stronger than you?" And Hagoromo says, um, "Yes, um, mother. Um, there was no one. I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember it verbatim, but there's no there was no one more powerful than mother, right?" Now, you have to understand, um, the version of Kaguya that Hagoromo was referring to at the moment was a Kaguya who hadn't given birth yet. Um, you can tell this um, based off the panel itself. I think someone in our Discord chat was trying to bring this up as a counter-argument. I completely destroyed the poor lad. Um, R.I.P. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> so yeah, like, like, yeah, the version of Hagoromo, I mean, the version of Kaguya that Hagoromo was talking about when he said that she was, there was no one stronger than her was a version of the character that existed before Hagoromo was even born. So, so yeah. wait, does he just know this from word of mouth or? Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, yeah. Cause she, she was touted as like the rabbit goddess. How would he know that? Um, he wasn't, he wasn't born at the time. And then when you look at the actual panel, it's, it's showing, um, a, a, a Kaguya, um, um, before Hagoromo's um, actual birth. So I think it's still in our Discord if we can bring or up the panel. If we, if we get before back Kishimoto designed the other one. <laughs> well, well, maybe, 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 maybe. But but I always say this. Um, we have to rely on with logical first, and then we can go into the hypotheticals later. We have to debunk the logical stuff and then move on to the theoretical. So, um, so based off of what we know, um, based off of what we've seen in that panel, um, Hagoromo was definitively talking about a version of Kaguya that existed before his birth. Therefore, he wasn't factoring in himself in comparison to her power-wise. Um, that's just simple facts. Um, so to answer your question outright, um, <sighs> I find it to be extremely difficult. I mean, if we're talking about the Kaguya... How much um, weaker do you think Kaguya gotten, like, had, had gotten after she gave birth? Well, it was it was said that her chakra was was divided between 
right. Hamura Hagoromo and herself. And the reason why she wanted um, she wanted to get her original chakra back from them that was the whole problem um, because they they were kind of rebelling against her. And this is this ties into the whole stuff with um, um, Naruto and Sasuke and Shippuden as well. So um, she got a great deal weaker actually um, when she divided her chakra through childbirth. My whole thing is um, Kaguya is extremely difficult to power scale. But I will say, yeah, I'm 100% confident that um, Hagoromo would defeat her. Um, Here, we can break it down in part. Well, here's my line of thinking. Um, and this is because this is sort of negated by if you think that if, if you if you're if you're sure that Hagoromo could solo Kaguya um, like peak Hagoromo, like when he's like after the fact, you know, like after Kaguya's death, if she came back, he could solo her. If you believe that, then this kind of negates this. But my line of thinking was that it took both Hamura and Hagoromo to beat Kaguya. Um, Kaguya was stated to be weaker than Ishiki. Ishiki uh, got his ass kicked by Baryon Mo Naruto. Baryon Mo Naruto over Hagoromo. That's, that's my line of thinking. But if you believe that Hagoromo got that much stronger and could easily defeat Kaguya or at least right. defeat her then that negates that line of thinking but that's that's pretty much all I got on the subject okay so and, and that's and that's and that's interesting and, and, and I miss with that heavy so the whole thing is um I'm not really sure what Hamura's contribution to this battle was to be quite honest with you every time I look at this battle as it's <laughs> um it's always Hagoroma I mean even when they use the seals I mean ha Hamura literally said do it big brother um and now I have a theory of course it is a theory um Excuse me. Um, and that theory is like Hagoromo, he he manifested the Rinnegan. And I believe that he was learning how to use his abilities because remember, he got the Mangekyo and the Rinnegan and then the battle started. So I think he was learning how to use these abilities in real time. Of course, he has six pass in Jutsu inherently, so he would have an understanding of these things. Um, but I don't think he went into that battle with those seals. I think he developed those seals over the course of months um, that they did have their battle. And then that's how, kind of how that developed. Um, but ultimately, I, I won't factor in Hamura as like um, some some kind of detract um, or, or, or a minus from Hagoromo's feet solo because I don't know what Hamura brings to the table specifically. He was just kind of there. Um, mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to the barrier mode thing, um, I, I addressed this in the previous uh, soliloquy. Um, when it comes to like power scaling and versus battles, you have to rely on some inferences, right? You have to look back at the lore. For instance, you can say, oh, Hagoromo doesn't have feats. Um, well, I would say, um, and Barr brought this point up as well, what would he do against the Rasengan? Well, of course, we've never seen a Rasengan launched at Hagoromo, but I can use an inference based off the lore. And I can go back to Jiraiya and say, okay, Jiraiya used the Rasengan against one of the Path of Pains who have a Rinnegan that's um, stemming from Hagoromo, which basically means it has the same abilities, the six pass techniques. He would absorb it. I didn't see that happen in the actual um, series or, or, the, or the manga or anime, but it's, it's a logical inference. So now we're going to rely on those logical inferences as I just gave from that example. So I would say to Baryon Mode, like I said, what are the elements that create Baryon Mode? You need one Karama and a pinch of Naruto Chakra, and then you get a, this brand new uh, lovely Baryon Mode, right? A new form of energy, right? So whatever intellectual processes led Karama to discovering this new form, Hagoromo can have it. How do I know that? He has the creation of all things technique, literally creating um, six pass in Jutsu, or rather six pass Sage Mode for Naruto and uh, Sasuke's Rinnegan per the lore. But he also has, again, six pass in Jutsu, which gives him an understanding of all things chakra. 
um, which is inherently what happens with barium mode, a combination of chakras. So whatever conclusion Karama came to, it's reasonable to assume Hagarama would as well. And he has one Hager, um, one Karama within him because he split the Tintos. Um, so that's that kind of logical um, train of thought there. I'll be the baby Karama, but yeah, I see where you're coming from. Well, well, you 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 don't know um, when you first saw him after he split him, but like time, there was a passage of time, um, and that's kind of difficult to quantify um, how much bigger or, or older Karama got. But yeah, yeah. My whole thing with the with the Hagaromo thing, I get where Metal is coming from. You know, listing all those bills. My thing is that there's a bunch of statements in a series that kind of underrates Hagaromo and Kage. Uh, I think. Um, one of the biggest ones that, well, some of the biggest ones that we could look to, and we even brought this up in the debate that we had, was essentially Hagoromo saying that, hey, um, a modder's getting close to him. Not saying that he was on his level, but he was getting close. Uh, I've always said, if Ishiki Otsuki seen modder, Ishiki Otsuki would not be saying modder is getting close. He'd be nowhere close. And which also, version, <laughs> which version of Hagoromo was this? Uh, this right here was Hag like, like, like dirt old Hagoromo. It's the spirit Hagoromo. Ghosty oh. boy. The dead yeah, ghost, okay. the cool, cool, cool. and then, and then like some people, and then some people may have some some things to say about that statement. But it was also backed up in, in a future statement when Karma was saying that Sasuke, when he was getting a bunch of telebees, he was essentially on old man six pass level. Now, of course, some people refute that, but then again, when Sasuke's like nineteen years old, he's essentially having this. so. There's a bunch of statements in this series. That kind of makes me feel that Sasuke and Naruto right now, they're on that level. Kage. Not even talking about Hagoromo. Kage, Otsutsuki. Not saying that they'd be able to 1v1 Kage or anything like that. I personally believe 1v1, they'd probably still lose to Kage. But I think, hypothetically, if they, if they would 2v2 Kage, if they would, if they would 2v1 Kage, it wouldn't take a month like with Hagoromo and Hamura. I honestly think that... I, honestly think that I mean, they whooped Momoshiki and Kage was exactly. like preparing an army for him. And that's so... Momoshiki a thousand years ago. Another statement. Momoshiki a thousand years ago. Momoshiki got another thousand years to gather up a bunch more chakra fruits, a bunch more god trees and things like that. Even in episode 15, we seen Momoshiki eating a god tree and we even seen Momoshiki absorb parts of the, the eight tails and nine tails. So just well, wanna, off of like... I want to clarify. Hmm? Uh, just just to clarify um when when Kaguya, she didn't she wasn't like afraid of him he was she was cautious of him um, cautious of him um and even in that um there were there were when when this was visually shown or illustrated in the actual series um there were more than one so she was prepping for multiple otsuki not simply momoshiki otsuki himself um so um that statement's actually, actually um, I, I actually think that yeah. two of them already came and were dealt with but that's a whole that's a whole other story <laughs> I think I, mean, I think Momoshiki and Kinshiki were the last ones to arrive, and two more I mean, had came before them that Kaguya had already dealt with, and that's why well, she we knew they to, were coming. We have to look at this logically, though, right? Like, if, if she's if, if we're gonna say she's considering Momoshiki's arrival, she would understand that they travel in pairs. So, therefore, theoretically, or well, not even theoretically, like factually, it would be mm -hmm. Momoshiki plus Kinshiki. So, the right. statement that she was just building an army for Momoshiki is factually inaccurate. Um, so I, I don't want to like skew the her like like where she ranked that scenario no she was pre uh, preparing and prepping for multiple otsuzuki so she needed a little help and i think that's reasonable yeah, that's fair my so yeah, yeah, so I, go on that's fair, that's fair. Well, my thing is just that uh, a lot of these things can be explained away but i, I, I just named like four instances that could be 
point to that kind of like underrated Kage and Hagoromo. I just think that the statements in the series just kind of contradicts what we think is is going to happen. And that's why a lot of times I pull Hagoromo's card. Is Hagoromo really as strong as we think he is? <laughs> I'll pull Kage's card too. I won't go as far as to say um, I think Six has a take that um, Delta probably beats Momoshiki. I won't go that far. Wow. And same similar with Kage. I don't think that Delta would be Kage. I, but I... I'd still pull cards. I think it's very good to have those conversations, especially since that Hagoromo and Kage, as we know right now, they're not coming back anytime soon, so we're probably not necessarily going to get a definitive answer. It's good to have a conversation. Hey, here's my, no, here's it, my final hard. statement on, on, on this. I, I'm not a power scaler. I, I don't power scale. I don't, I don't look mm. into it. Um, and I, and I, I don't. So I don't really look at statements. I mean, I do obviously read the statements and stuff like that. And and like, there's like the whole right now going on logic versus what's being said. But um, I'm someone who often just kind of looks at the narrative of the story. Uh, narratively speaking, I don't feel like that it's implied that Hagoromo is like stronger than anyone else we've seen in the series. I don't think I. I it fe- it's more of a feeling than any logical statement looking at looking at feats or facts or anything like that but i feel like they the writers want us to feel like ishiki was currently the strongest thing that they have ever encountered that that's that's what it feels like and the fact that naruto went head to head with him just kind of feels to me like there was no other powerful like no one was as powerful as them uh, but that, that's just how I feel, like what I feel is implied, but not obviously the facts and the statements may say otherwise. No, I, so. I completely respect respect your take. I mean, everyone is entitled to their opinion. And at the end of the day, it's a fun topic to discuss. Um, but just just to wrap this up so we can move on to a different topic. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's I, good. Was, I was kind um, of going to move it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just like closing um, statements. Um, the whole thing, look, look, you can... I always give this example, right? Like if Hagoromo's standing on like a hillside or a mountain, right? And someone's walking towards him. Yeah, they are approaching him, but they're not on his level. They are beneath him, right? Mm-hmm. And even if we want to look at the actual plot as um, my boy T here was talking about, right? Um, we, we we have to look at how, how Hagoromo was depicted as literal God. I mean, he lit, like if, if when you envision what a God can do, like the creation of all things to turn fantasy into reality, to take nothing, a concept that exists in some, I don't know, thought realm or something, right? In your mind and then create it, make, make it manifest, make it physical. I mean, that's literally the power of an actual God. Um, to, to say nothing of his, his, his undescribable feats in terms of his abilities and, and based off of inferences that we can kind of derive from. Um, so, you know, look, like I said, it's a fun topic. People don't take it too seriously. Um, <laughs> right. Um, um, and yeah, just kind of leave it at that. I think it's fun. So yeah, everyone's in to be fair, to be yeah, fair, I, I, to be like, fair. I, I, they I, often I, do refer to the Otsutsuki as gods in true. general. True. But I, my, I like, my thing is, no, you're, that's you're, why I brought up the Christian part. Though so that's that's kind of like a um, a plus plus, right? So he's he's touted as a god in the lore. Plus, he actually has the the ability to kind of back that up, right? Right, right. But yeah. but touted as a god by humans. So my what? my only thing is the Otsutsuki all seem to fear this Otsutsuki god that's been referenced, right? I can't see it being logical that, or I guess reasonable that Kaguya would give birth to a son 
that the other Otsutsuki fear almost as much as this Otsutsuki god. Like they, I don't, I don't feel like any of the Otsutsuki would look at him and go, "Oh my god, Kaguya's son is crazy strong." You know, like it, it doesn't well, seem like something I, I believe. Keep this in mind: the Otsutsuki god was an actual character. It was a concept, an illustration of what Code could become if he followed Ishiki's directives. This is not an actual character or entity that exists within this world. And it's simple, right? Because he says that you can become the Otsutsuki god, a peerless entity. Well, if he's peerless, then how do you know the concept in general, right? That to, to, to know of it is to suggest that one exists. Therefore, you're not peerless. So this is not an actual character that exists in the lore. That's 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 um, number one. Um, and number two, when we're talking about like the Otsutsuki being referred to as gods, referred to by whom? Right? It's either from the perspective of humans, as you suggested with Hagoromo, or from the perspective of the Otsutsuki themselves. And Hagoromo's not that condescending that arrogant that have that much hubris to call himself a god like that so from the perspective of humans right like like a motto and i guess code like they're the ones calling them gods. so i i really wouldn't rest my hat on that point in particular that that's what i mean in terms of hagoromo being a god like i don't think he was a god to anyone but the people who were lower than him well well, who else who else are the otsusuki gods too like, like I don't think I don't think if Ishiki met Hagoromo, he would refer to him like as someone. Like I mean, obviously Ishiki's a cocky bastard, but I don't think any of the Otsutsuki would look up to Hagoromo. Maybe eye well, level, well, but I don't think I, anyone's looking up at him. Well, well that that we that we can't tell. But what we do know is that the humans um, that you refer to um, refer to Hagoromo as God, and they also a few, I guess. A motto in code, if you can name a few others, I suppose, Boro, referred to Ishiki as God. So that's human to human. Humans, Hagoromo God, humans, Otsusuki, like Ishiki, Momo, whatever, gods. And then, like, they just refer to themselves as that. So what I'm saying is, um, the, the, the point that you're trying to use against Hagoromo is the exact point you can use against Ishiki. No, well, yeah, yeah. I, no, I agree. I agree with that. I'm just saying that I don't think that... Because you, because you mentioned that Hagoromo, um, got got this reputation as a god for a reason, but um, I think that reason is just that everyone else, like the humans, yeah. suck ass, you know? Because they they called Hashirama god of shinobi as well. Yeah, that's facts. I mean, that's the, that's the same for Ishiki, though, right? Yeah, no, no, I'm not I'm not trying to hype up Ishiki. I'm just saying I'm just saying like I don't know if him if okay, Hagoromo okay. being a god is a, is a feat to him. I, I like what well, you yeah, say, uh, well, like, 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 you're not a power scaler. Like, I, I like to tell people that all the time. Like, they put in the comments, like, you guys are not power scaling. No, dude, I actually don't enjoy power scaling in the way not, that, like, that, in, like, a though. serious manner. <laughs> but, like, not even that, though. Like, we're coming off the top of the head when we're trying to, like, you know, go character oh, yeah, versus yeah, yeah. character. So, like... A lot of these <laughs> other people, they like they script their stuff. You know, I, I can't really speak for everybody else, but like they're going to script their stuff. They're going, they're going to prepare for stuff like that. We were coming off the top of the head, so it's like it's kind of hard to power. Yeah, to remember every. They do the research exactly. Me and Melo hopped on Discord. This is just more of a fun <laughs> conversation, if exactly, anything. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. But, definitely. But but, spe- but specifically speaking with the statements from early on in Naruto, I I really can't take that much state that much statements from early on in Naruto specifically about the Otsutsuki right. clan that much seriously. Now, I understand where Melo's coming from 100%, but just the overall idea of them essentially speaking on things that they don't even really know. For example, a lot of things that was really 
Well, the narrator for a lot of it was essentially Black Zetsu when they were talking about the Otsusi clan. Of course, Hagoromo was in there as well, and we had some other narrators, Obito Madara, but a lot of them, well, all of them didn't necessarily know what happened before Kage came to Earth. And I think that right there is uh, something that we have to look to, look forward to to kind of like clarify a little bit more. And we even seen that a little bit in the past couple of chapters, especially when when Amato was explaining the Otsuki like will, you know, essentially sacrificing an Otsuki member, that that Otsuki member giving another character a karma seal, and then they plant the God Tree with the ten tails, ten tails being the seedling, and then the fruit sprouts up. A lot of that information wasn't necessarily talked about in Naruto because people genuinely didn't know. You see what I'm saying? I, I, even still, people people kind of you know get get a little bit frustrated at the idea that a god tree was planted, even though it was like uh, kind of summoning. Well, I'm not even completely sure, but hmm. a god tree was planting without an Otsuki member being sacrificed. So I I, I, I just kind of get where y'all come from, where we can't necessarily take everybody's word for for the Otsuki's back in Naruto because they genuinely didn't know. Yeah, no, that's true. I I have a question uh, regarding that. I I, I kind of want to get your guys' opinion on it real quick. Um, so, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, like, it's, I don't know if I just didn't read it right or whatever, but the way they described it in Naruto was that, um, they came down, uh, to Earth to harvest the, the, the chakra, the, 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 the chakra fruit, right? Mm -hmm. And the way they described it was that nobody had chakra until kaguya ate the fruit and yeah, then uh, had had kids um but like it's like a chicken or the egg scenario you know because it's like how did they how was the tree already there yeah uh, i don't know if it's been retconned or they just didn't think i don't know it's, it's a bit it's a bit confusing yeah it hasn't yeah, been I think um, it's just... fully you can go borrow I was just saying, I think it's just people explaining things that they didn't necessarily have full knowledge of. You know how yeah. legends are built? You know, people just say things and it becomes a legend. I think some mm -hmm. people said, hey, Kaguya, to themselves, they thought, hey, that was the first person with chakra. That's the first person that they actually seen or heard of that had chakra. And then the legend became, hey, she's the first person She's the first person to always have chakra. But you, you don't remember a thousand years ago because they weren't alive kage actually had a, like a fruit of chakra that she actually ate that was already on the earth you see what i'm saying yeah yeah that, that so like sense. with that um and, and there is some head cannon that has to be applied here because the, it hasn't been outright explained well, but how i believe that went is um there's kaguya and ishiki and then kaguya betrays ishiki for an unknown reason right bisects him I think she sacrifices his lower half to the tin tails, cultivating the chakra tree or the vine. Tree, I, yeah, I had the thought as well. Yeah. And then they come down to earth with the tree already constituted. Now, that tree begins to absorb the nature energy, which natural mm -hmm. or nature energy is the prevailing life force or energy um, on earth, yeah. um, absent of chakra. That is to say that if chakra was never introduced on earth, these dudes would be powering up with like nature energy, basically a senjutsu, uh, yeah, yeah, senjutsu, sage energy, sage power. Um, so, One so that's what kind of happened there. Like, um, um, wasn't yeah. he like yeah. um, taking a chakra from humans as well, though? Like, wasn't she sacrificing? Like, she had a whole bunch of people in the village, to, like going to the god tree and like the prince or the king or something like or somebody yeah. uh, Hagoromo or yeah. so one of them like found like their lover, or their like girlfriend or something like that there. And yeah, they were all strung up. Yeah, like, like that's how Hagoromo unlocked his Sharingan. Yeah. So like even 
Yeah, I, I, um, so great question. So even when you go to like um, Naruto Shippuden, um, one of the like when Naruto looks at um, the Ten Tails with his Toad Sage mode, he can see like this vast universe almost of just pure nature energy, because that's the primary force that he was absorbing um, during um, um, Kaguya and Hagoromo and Hamura's era. So what he was like, doing was he was absorbing the nature energy out of the people that existed there, the life force, right? And mm -hmm. um, we know this because it's confirmed that Hagoromo seated Earth with chakra when he went around Earth um, um, preaching the creed of Ninshu. It could not have been chakra that they were taking from the I people. I thought uh, people um, don't have nature energy. They have to take it in, no? Naturally? No, no, like, 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 it's like a, it's like a natural life force or a byproduct, but some people can take it in, um, like, um, when you go to, like, Jugo's clan, where they have, um, what is it, sage transformation of Keke yeah. and Genkai, where they yeah. bring it in. Mm -hmm. Um, so the reason why I'm using nature energy in the, in, in the, in, in, the absence of chakra is because two possibilities are true right either kaguya had those people go to the ritual of the divine tree and sacrifice them to absorb their chakra before hagoromo seated earth with chakra which doesn't make sense because it contradicts with the lore um or it's not chakra that was being absorbed from the people in the ritual of the divine tree but rather it was nature energy slash life force um if that makes sense so I have to account for the actual lore where Hagoromo is the one that seated Earth with Chakra. Um, he didn't do that when that ritual was taking place. Therefore, I can't say that what was being absorbed was Chakra from the Divine Tree, um, if that logic tracks. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, and this right here makes it all like a like a psychological, well, philosophical thing. Who set who who essentially made that a lore? Like who said that? Who who gave that statement originally? And did they truly know? No, 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 no. No, I, I get your point, but like at some point we have to take what's said, at, at you know, as what was said. I mean, yeah, even I agree if you go back that. to the actual um, like little, little flashback to where like um, the toad that gave the prophecy to Jiraiya about Naruto when he was like little, um, and and spry and young, um, he even says like, hey, the um, the the this tree is absorbing all the nature energy from around the world. This is one of the problems where um, Ashura and Indra were sent out by Hagoromo to fix this, these problems across the world and, and and the person who actually did the best job would be like the leader of, of Ninshu, uh, which ended up being Ashra, of course. Um, so like we know based off of the dialogue given to us by that toad, which I the name escapes me. If chat knows it, please please <laughs> help. Um, but um, yeah, that toad based off his dialogue to um, Hagoromo and Hamura, um, that's how we know that information. He he yeah. does say Senju or Nature Chakra? When he when he's when he's explaining it, yeah. So when 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 we're talking about Sinjutsu, um, it's it's weird because with with humans, there's something called sage chakra or sage power, where you combine yeah. like nature energy with chakra to form a new energy, kind of like Baryan mode. But that yeah. new energy is called um, sage chakra or, or Sinjutsu. Um, so like I said, it's either the lore contradicts itself. And, and chakra existed on earth pre Hagoromo Otsutsuki, which I'm fine with. I didn't write this shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Or, 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 um, or we have to go based off of the lore where it says Hagoromo is the one that, um, seated chakra on earth. Either way, like I said, I didn't write yeah. it. I, I just, I just repeat and regurgitate the lore as it is.
<laughs> I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, it's, it's very tricky. You know, again, this is why I like pulling. I like pulling the card. I like pulling Hagoroma's card, Kagi's card, so we can get <laughs> philosophical hey, discussions. Hey, but hey, it, uh, it, mm. F, I'm sorry, Bar. Uh, FBK asks, um, did Kaguya just see her kids as ungrateful chakra fruit? And he also said, "Hey, T. Bry." I'll tell you, say what's up. <laughs> Yo, know, it's crazy because, you know, Kaguya, you know, again, we understand that it wasn't necessarily, or I take I take Mel's comments that it wasn't necessarily specifically for Momoshiki, but she really had a deep-seated, like, like fear of Otsutsuki members coming to attack, you know, her. And she essentially went to, to the lengths of trying to kill her her two sons and tried to, trying to essentially kill everybody that she could on Earth to actually the chakra the, the chakra fruit and of course the context create that though. arm come on man that's not the context. the context look she doesn't she wasn't afraid she was just cautious and there's a fundamental well, distinction there. i think and... it's sort of the same yeah wait wait wait, wait 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 well I mean, you're cautious wait, wait. because you're afraid you're the only time you ever take caution was is to avoid a future thing that you fear i yeah, would I... argue I don't. And I don't it, want to it, make it seem like like Kagi was like 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 uh, I don't want to curse, but I don't want to make it seem like she was being <laughs> out of any sort of fight or anything like that. I'm well, just that, saying. Well, well, that's kind of how the, it's implied. Like Kagi was like trembling in her boots, right? And like she's like, oh, sh oh, snap! Like they're, they're about to come, bro. I gotta. Oh, man, well, oh, <laughs> poor me. No, no. Look, look, yes, yes, yes. Cautious is being cautious of something is to say that you had a prior fear of a thing that happened to you, so now your brain remembered it, muscle memory, and now you're just being precautious, um, yeah. or cautious in the future. I see. Like, I yeah. see what you're so, saying. Though, yeah. But like, but, but but the way we illustrate things matter, right? Like we can't just sit here and say she was trembling in fear. And with Hagoromo and Hamura, um, the reason why she wanted that back was because they were becoming uh, rebellious. They weren't going to work with her. It wasn't just like she was like, yo, just give me like, hey, they're coming. Hurry up, get up, come, come, come give, give my stuff back. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> like they they kept asking questions that she didn't want to have to provide answers to. And she's like, yo, if you're not going to work with me, you're against me, like on some Anakin Skywalker stuff, right? If you're not with me, you're my <laughs> enemy, right? Uh, shout out to all the Star Wars fans. So yeah, like the context matters a little bit, just a little bit. Not 100%. And, well, here, the reason why it appears that way is because she literally went through the trouble of trying to kill her two sons. I think if she was just trying to, you know, steal some energy or some net nature energy from some civilians or something like that, I think people would be, people understand, like, hey, she's just cautious. But because she went to that, went that far to try to do it, I think people would take, potentially take it, to, take it as the wrong thing. Now, here's another thing. I don't necessarily want to start a whole, full, another philosophical debate. But <laughs> it, it's like Kaki felt some sort of resentment against her kids because they weren't fully Otsutsuki. I doubt that. that. I mean, she yeah. did fall in love with a human, but my thing is, um, didn't they? Did they? Didn't they also state that um, she was kind of losing her shit, like she was losing her mind and, and because of the chakra fruit? I'm pretty sure they said that. Who were they? At one point, she like, like the writers. She okay. Cried, she, she cried when she uh, saw. Sasuke and Naruto, and she touched their faces. Like, remember she was. She yeah. Was oh, that's true. Was, so like, um, I I don't know if it was actually filler. If it was that like, because remember there's I know that there's that filler arc where it like goes into more detail on mm -hmm. the whole Kaguya Hagoromo stuff. I can't remember if it was filler or not, but I do remember them saying that Kaguya was going insane, and that's part of the reason why, um, Hamuro and 
Hamaro. The her sons, her sons Hamtaro. had to stop her. Hamtaro and yeah, yeah. Like I, I think it's based off their perspective, though. Um, from their perspective, she was going insane. Um, and, and that's something interesting. Like, um, well, that's another topic for another day. But like the whole thing with Kaguya, um, fuck, like what a fascinating character. But to understand her character, she she viewed the Otsusuki initially as being heartless, that um beings that don't know love or aren't capable of love. So for her to feel um some kind of negative way about her children being less Otsusuki, that doesn't track with her established characterization. If anything, she would feel better about them being less Otsusuki um than the than the opposite take. I see. Well, here, here's my idea of it. You know, why it could possibly be that situation. I thought since, uh, let's say it, Otsutsuki members view humans as being less than. We've seen Urushi. I, I think this right here was the most damning situation. I don't even, I don't know where Urushi got off with, with saying this, but he essentially said the same thing with Sasuke. <laughs> when Sasuke was trying to rush him and Boruto pulled up and kind of distracted him, he essentially was calling Sasuke like a human, saying like he was nothing. I'm like, this is like, I, in my personal opinion, Sasuke might actually 1v1 Urushiki, and he was still looking down on Sasuke. Momoshiki does it on a regular, Ishiki did it on a regular, even Kenshiki to some extent. I think subconsciously, Otsutsuki members probably look down on humans, and again, Kage, I think Mel, what's it called, Free Game brought up a good point. She seemed a little bit sympathetic looking at Naruto and Sasuke because it did remind her of her son, so it could be a certain situation where it didn't necessarily matter in Kage's case. But for her, yeah, I think on, on she's the limb. exception because she did yeah, try mm -hmm. to like stop all wars. Like she did seem like in the beginning, at least, she seemed like she really cared about about the humans, right? She fell in love with one. She tried. She the only reason she wanted the power that she ended up getting was to stop the conflict on Earth. Um, but then I'm pretty sure that it's kind of like again, this is it's been so long since I've like read or watched that section yeah. of Naruto. But I'm pretty sure that it was it was mentioned that she slowly uh, grew grew insane from this power, um, and pro probably due to just paranoia of of the Otsutsuki coming back for her. But um, what was I about to say? What was my point? Oh. My point was that I think I think I I think that she she does care. She did. She was the exception. I think that it's definitely ingrained in Otsutsuki, in the Otsutsuki clan, to like look down on other species. I mean, because their whole thing is, hey, let's absorb this planet and evolve to something greater. Um, but I think the whole reason that Kaguya was so paranoid of her clan coming for her, and the reason that she probably killed or tried to kill Ishiki, um, was because she was probably one of the first clan members to go against that ideology mm. now real quick i just got a quick question in your mind why do you think kagi actually turned on ishiki like before she knew about the humans and everything like why did she turn on ishiki in your opinion wait has it been confirmed that she turned on ishiki before she met the humans I'm not sure. No, it hasn't no, been, been confirmed. I, I, I think that she fell in love and she and either Ishiki found out and he was like, yo, I got to <laughs> kill you. I got to kill you to feed this tree. You're what not doing this. You're not doing this shit. And she was like, he probably would have been on guard. Mm, I think I am. I, I, I feel like I feel like she did it this, for, for the same reason that she was preparing for Momoshiki's arrival. I think that Ishiki was probably before the clan. Ishiki would be 
for the plan that they came there for. Obviously, Kaguya fell in love. She was not about to get eaten by the tree. I think it was just something as simple as, hey, I'm I'm staying here and fuck the clan. <laughs> I see what you mean. I want to I want to get Mellow Free Games ID on this, but my personal opinion coming into this, you feel me? It was kind of weird how Momoshiki and Kinchi were portraying Kage Otsutsuki and how they were kind of like disregarding Ishiki as a whole. They essentially said that Kage was like loyal to the soil, like not of course not saying verbatim, but they were saying that Kage was like loyal to the Otsutsuki clan, mm -hmm. and for her to not necessarily report back was like out of character. That's when Sasuke was there, like yo, you don't know that she's dead. Then <laughs> he he was about to tell him, but. I thought it was weird, and I actually thought that Ishiki Otsutsuki might have actually been the rogue Otsutsuki, and Kage may have actually had a mission to actually kill Ishiki Otsutsuki, because Momoshiki came to Earth, Kinchi came to Earth, Urushi came to Earth, Tonetti to some degree, no one mentioned a peep about Ishiki Otsutsuki, and it was right. kind of crazy, because he's literally the strongest character of the Otsutsuki clan. It's almost as if they knew he was dead, or they... I don't know how they would even assume that he that he died. Um, exactly. I think possibly out of universe, though, it might just be that, hey, we didn't make up Ishiki yet. <laughs> so no one mentioned him. Just, but like, exploded a I don't know. Hole, basically, <laughs> it's a good point, though, because like if if Momoshiki and Kinshiki were going to come back to Earth to deal with um, Kaguya, who they viewed as a traitor at that point, because obviously they because they didn't go down to eat the chakra fruit themselves they came down to harvest it and bring back to whoever the hell they were reporting to right mm -hmm. so yeah. it seems weird that momoshiki and them were they they only mentioned kaguya like that's who we're going to deal with because you think they'd be like hey Oh, is Ishiki there as well? Yeah, we should send probably more of us because yeah. I don't fuck with that dude. <laughs> no, that's facts. Yes. He, he he took the words straight out of my mouth. Like you just exploited a major plot hole in a whole story. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't know that he was alive still. Like he said, like you said, like he died. Like they saw him get slashed in half. It was like, okay, he's done for. And then they stopped patrolling right. him after a while. I don't know, bro. That's like that's yeah. I never even thought about it that way. And that's that's a major plot hole. Hopefully, it explains we'll some in the future. Down. Yeah, but pick up throwing down that idea in itself was is kind of confusing because you real Otsuki alive. That makes me think that Ishiki Otsuki was you know doing things for himself. Ishiki right. Otsuki obviously clearly seemed like he wanted to deal with Kaguya as a traitor, but to finish her job, what she was sent there to do, right? Isn't that what Momoshiki said? So my, they're not there. It's not like they're sent there like, hey, it's your turn to go eat a chakra fruit. Now it's your turn to go eat a chakra fruit. It's like, hey, you got to go get this because uh, there's life on this planet. Plant a tree, harvest the chakra fruit. So the thing that kind of like freaks me out, bit, right? Yeah, like there's just some fodder. And we think, yeah, like, like hey, you, can you go pick up our fruit for us and kind of don't don't mess it up, please? That that's crazy to think about. If that's exactly like Ew. I feel like it's probably not likely, but still. <laughs> hold, hold up, hold up, one second. I think they are. You, are you looking in the chat? They said the stream crash. Hold on. What? Yeah, I think it did. Hold on, one second. 
yeah just for my um stream so um <laughs> i think um shout out to you guys by the way thank you so much for all the support and all the donations you guys are absolutely amazing um if you are new to the channel make sure you subscribe hit that bell icon for notifications and back to what we were talking about i think it's super interesting right um like i said the borto series it it, it borrows concepts heavily from dragon ball right and i've talked about um the otsusuki god um <laughs> the gods above the otsusuki rather not the otsusuki god but the gods above them and i've talked about